Ocean conservationists are calling on the New Zealand government to show regional leadership and support the growing call for a moratorium on deep-sea mining. The Deep Sea Conservation Coalition says their call comes as they understand the government is preparing to review its relatively neutral stance on the fledgling industry. It also comes as more countries at the International Seabed Authority are raising concerns about the fast-tracking of the development of regulations for deep sea mining. Joining me are Duncan Curry and Phil McCabe from the Deep Sea Conservation Coalition. Duncan is an international legal advisor to the coalition and Phil is its Pacific liaison and long-time Oceans campaigner. Let's start with you, Phil. You've just recently attended your first International Seabed Authority meeting in Kingston, Jamaica. How was that experience? Sure. Kia ora, Koroi. Um, yeah, it was my first in-person experience at the International Seabed Authority and it was it was quite an eye-opener, just, just the way in which you know, conversations were quite tightly controlled uh, by by the sort of leadership or management of the ISA. You know, certain things weren't able to be discussed openly on the floor that that needed to be discussed, and I just couldn't understand why. Uh, you know, given the situation and the importance of of this issue and and the pressure of the of the time frame that's been imposed on the world uh, to 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 rush to rush the opening up of the deep sea to, to deep sea mining. Um, you know, it's important that the world has, a, has an opportunity to, to discuss it openly. So, uh, you know, so I'm taking it one of these things was was talking about that two-year rule, was it, that was kind of not allowed to go deeper into that conversation? Yes. Do you want to jump in here with Chile's bit, Duncan? Or... Yeah, Karai, I mean, the... the... What I would say was that, I mean, there's obviously a great deal of discussion about the two-year rule, both on the floor and in private conversations, and there were some informal meetings as well. And I think it's fair to say that there's a great deal of, I think, uh, an awareness that it's extremely unlikely regulations will be adopted by July 2023. And that's good news because we've long said that regulations would give the green light to seabed mining. So it's reassuring that there's a growing awareness that the regulations are nowhere near ready to be adopted and they shouldn't be adopted. And there's also, I think, fair to say that there's a growing awareness that the um, what's called a plan of work or the contract for seabed mining uh, with the um, metals company subsidiary called Nori. Um, and there's a great deal of awareness that should not be granted. Um, a number of countries said very clearly that they didn't view that um, the contract should be automatically granted to Nori. So that was reassuring. Uh, and then Chile was taking a very active role that, that already before the meeting stated that there should be a 15-year delay on the um, uh, adopting regulations, but they went further than that and actually uh, put down a proposal to have an agenda item, which doesn't sound very radical, and it's not. Um, it's absolutely essential, um, an agenda item to discuss the two-year rule by the Assembly, but that was it was supported by New Zealand, I'm pleased to say, but the president used a lot of procedural tactics and others to make sure that it didn't happen. So what happened in the end was that the um, two-year rule was only discussed by states um, under a um, essentially any other business, which is rather ridiculous at, tail, at the tail end of the meeting. But what was really even more, I think, revealing was that they shut down um, NGO or observer statements by, with literally no, no warning. And the nor was any need whatsoever. In fact, the meeting finished a day and a half early, yet rather than give the NGOs the opportunity to speak to the most critical item on the agenda for the week, 
um, they immediately said, they said that, well, we're going to limit the interventions to three minutes starting now ago. <laughs> you know, a, a, a gross breach of natural justice, but also a very revealing statement that they just to, to, wanted, as Phil said, to do anything to ensure that there was not an open discussion of these critical issues of the two-year rule and whether seabed mining should be given the green light um, in the, July of next year. So it shows that a lot of that the CBM miners, frankly, are running scared. And there's also some news um, from the New Zealand front. Did you want to talk to that, Phil? Yeah, well, I think you know, New Zealand uh, was saying good things at this most recent ISA meeting, and they have said good things in the past couple of meetings as well, but they still are not going far enough. They're not calling for a pause or a moratorium, which is absolutely what's needed. And, you know, this this meeting, it was interesting, Federated States of Micronesia, expressed their position of a moratorium at the ISA meeting, which is the first time that was raised on the floor. Later in the later in the meetings, Chile and Costa Rica both expressed uh, a call for a precautionary pause, which is effectively the same thing, and that, that was supported by Ecuador. But, um, yeah, so New Zealand, they were saying good things but not going far enough. What we understand from uh, discussions with Minister Mahuta um, is that New Zealand will be reviewing their position after this most recent meeting, uh, and we hope that happens very soon, um, certainly before the October-November meeting, um, so that New Zealand can come out and hopefully support the the uh, Pacific states calling for a moratorium. And you know, it's it's absolutely what is needed. You know, most recently in New Zealand, um, Debbie Ngāriwapaka, the Māori Party's bill, uh, private members' bill, was picked from the the biscuit tin. Uh, a couple of Thursdays ago, I think, and and that's that's a bill for for a ban on seabed mining in New Zealand waters. So that'll have its first reading in due course, and you know the Labour Party needs to get in behind that and and really uh, stop this industry from dragging communities through long, arduous, expensive processes. Final thoughts, Duncan? Yeah, Croy, I think it'll be really important for New Zealand and other states such as Australia, Pacific countries in particular, to both support their Pacific neighbours and really throw their weight behind countries such as Costa Rica and Chile, who are doing far and beyond uh, pulling their weight. Um, Mm. They need support. They need uh, heavyweight support from the likes of New Zealand, Australia um, and other countries, and they need to let Chile and Costa Rica know that they're not on their own. It's fantastic to have these two women diplomats, these two um, ambassadors, take the lead um, all all during the three weeks, you know, long three-week grinding period, um, but they can't do it on their own. And it's really important that um, New Zealand steps up to the base and, and, and really starts um, throwing their weight behind um, those countries that are trying to put a stop to this very damaging activity and make sure it, it, it doesn't get the green light in July of 2023.